morning, everyone. My name is Zach. I am the next-gen pastor here, which is a super fancy word for student ministry and our residency program that we have. If you are a regular here at Limwood and our family of families, you might have noticed that today's kind of a unique service. And for those that are brand new, today's kind of a unique service. We really felt in this series of life verse to push pause and just have an extended time of worship, but also highlight the things that being, are, are happening within our own body, our own congregation. In fact, we have three core values here. If you walk out these doors and you look to your immediate left, you're going to see these core values in our lobby, which is centering on the word, caring for each other, and leaving a legacy of faith. I hope by the end of this service, you were able to catch all three of those core values. These are things that we hold near and dear to our hearts. In fact, I want to challenge us in our posture this morning in worship by reading Psalm 100. It's a very short uh, passage, but more importantly, maybe relatable to you, it's probably one of the shortest messages you're going to hear today. Let me read to you Psalm 100. You don't need to turn your Bible there. In fact, I would encourage you just to listen to these words and let these words become visuals in your minds. Let the words come alive. Psalm 100, starting at verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with a joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, and give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Why I really like Psalm 100, reading from both NLT and NIV, is that that word of joy, that word of praise. In fact, the book of Psalm is really listed right smack in the middle of the whole scriptures. And at the heartbeat of it all, it talks about these ambitions of a collection of songs, a prayer of exercises, and a soul of humanity. But the singular action that has taken place here is praise. Can you hear that resounding through Psalm 100? Because we just read it all, 1 through 5. The resounding word of praise. That is our call today. That is our meaning in our life verse, is to praise God. So I want to break this down for you real fast. And maybe you'll catch a gold nugget in the middle of all this. In verse 1 it says that shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. For my seasoned Christians out there, you may know Galatians 5, fruit of the Spirit, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, that long list that we all memorize in kids. And then it's okay if you don't know that. To be honest, I think we know the list, but we've, we have forgotten the, the action behind that because we know that in the Greek, in the New Testament, the order of words matter. We've talked about this before. The order of words matter. And because that matters, we see the first word being love, appropriate. But the second word that we kind of burst through that whole list without having a second thought to it is 
joy. Now, I know this is going to sound pretty ironic coming from a student ministry pastor here, but what I don't find in the fruit of the Spirit as a fruit is seriousness. But I do find joy in there. Catch this proclamation that's happening here. This isn't a footnote that says, shout for joy, unless last week was terrible, then you get a bye. We don't see the proclamation, shout for joy, but we know things aren't going well, so you don't, no need to worship with us. That's not what it says in the footnotes. It's not what it says in scriptures. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all of the earth. There's a difference that I think we get confused a little bit. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is an emotion, a response to the pleasant circumstances. Joy? Joy is something so much more. It's deeper. I believe joy is a spiritual discipline. When have we viewed joy as a spiritual discipline? In fact, if I'm going to put my finger on it, have we lost the art of celebration? Have we lost what it means to shout for joy and praise? Despite our sufferings, beside our hardships, our valleys that we're in, we're called to shout for joy. And it's great because God commands us for joy. And this isn't an easy commandment, but yet it's still a commandment in the word. to joy in the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. That leads, that joy leads into that worship. So what's our definition of worship? At least my personal definition of worship is this. A response to God's love for us. Worship is a response to God's love for us. So we should respond in that way. Notice that my definition of worship wasn't singing a set of songs. Notice that my definition of worship was praying a specific prayer or hearing a specific song from the stage. That worship is a multitude of things. Worship is a response to God's love for us. And because of that response that we have, it's an opportunity that we get to genuinely be in communion with our Savior. Verse 3. Know that the Lord is God. There's an adoration that we have when we celebrate and we come with a joyous worship that we know who God is. The New Living Life Application Bible actually broke it down, and I'd like to read that to you. How do we know who God is? We acknowledge him by the shouts of praises. We appreciate his status as our creator. We accept his authority in every detail of our life. Enthusiastically, we give guidance in our hearts, and we express our thanks for our unfailing love. And when we understand an adoration of who God is, we can enter his gates with thanksgiving. God alone is worthy of our worship. But what is our attitude towards worship? What is my attitude towards worship? I might have some guilt clauses in here, so buckle up. Because when we worship, do we worship with thanksgiving? Or do we just go through the motions of a Sunday morning? I know I'm guilty of that. When we worship, do we enter with a posture of praise? Or do we allow the outside influences to dictate what is happening internally? Because I know I'm guilty of that. 
When we worship, do we praise his name or do we forget about the promises that he's laid before us? Because I know I forget that too. To summarize, to wrap this in a bow, the psalmist, the unknown psalmist in 100, wrote this. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is not a simple command, but this is a command of a posture, a posturing ourselves for worship. So in a moment, we're going to experience another element of worship. In a moment, we're going to ask our body of believing congregation to come forward to receive communion. Communion's not just something that we just participate and call it done. It's an act of a response in God's love for us. It's also an act of worship. That when we come to the table, we come ready to say, Jesus, I am yours and you are mine. Here's the expectation for communion. In a moment, I'm going to call you forward to grab the elements. I would like you to hold on to the elements. We will be participating in communion together. So hold on to those elements. Just hold them, and we'll do it together. We only have one requirement here, and our requirement for communion is simple. If you profess in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the table is set for you. You don't need to be a member of our church. You don't need to be a attender. You just need to proclaim in the name of Jesus. Our vision here is to be, to be and increasingly become a healthy family of families. And what a unique way we get to live out our vision today by participating in communion, not as just the body believers, but also with our children that are here in the room. Kids, if you hear me for a second, this is for you. You matter to God, so you matter to us. I'm so thankful that we can worship together this morning. Ushers, will you please come forward and prepare the tables as we prepare for worship. The altars are open, the cross is open, the couch at home is open. Whatever you need to do to get in posture for worship, let's worship together.